0: This is a podcast about our lived experience, which unfortunately includes infant death and subsequent mental health struggles. Please take good care of yourself and only listen if this content feels safe for you right now. We'll still be here when you're ready.
1: The death of my son, moving three times in six months, my parents' divorce, my husband's job loss. I was, you know, 12 weeks postpartum. My then husband
0: came out to me as transgender. And just a couple weeks later, um, our son suddenly died. Hi friends. This is a tough week for me. You're probably sick of hearing me say that, but it is. Um, And so to give myself a break, instead of a real episode for you, we are going ahead and releasing some never before heard audio from old episodes. So I hope you enjoy. (laughs) And we'll be back next Monday with a regular episode for you. Me reflecting on one year of grief, um, because I cannot believe it, but that's where I'm at right now. So anyway, without further ado, the first clip here is a clip about how freaking useless we are as grievers. We used to be so competent and now we're not. This is an old clip from Wonder Woman. So what
1: are the things that you could do before that you can't do now, even though you're Wonder Woman, you're still a broken Wonder Woman? Arguably, we are less capable, less present, worse friends, Mm -hmm. uh, unable to do basic tasks. Absolutely. (laughs) Why do we think that this version of us that is so disabled is Wonder Woman? (laughs) (laughs) So what... So what are some things that you used to be able to do really proficiently that you cannot do now? So I used to
0: read a lot, like one or two books a week, like for years and years and years my entire adult life, I used to read a lot. And now I I open a book and I look at the page and it's like the word swim, like I cannot concentrate. So I just, I can't read anymore. That's, that was probably like my hobby, like the hobby was reading. And I just, I can't read anymore.
1: I can't read either. And I also used to read one to two books a week. And I just stare at the pages and try and read them and then
2: close the book. Yep. Okay.
1: What about you? What else? Uh, things that I can't do that I used to do. I struggle with traveling, which I know we've spoken a lot about because I'm supposed to be traveling to you to visit you. <laughs> I think I used to be able to have an idea in my head of a trip I want to take and then plan it out. And now it's like – I can't think a month ahead. I can't think two months ahead. And then I I can't really plan my itinerary well. I can't say, okay, this is what I'm going to want to do that day. And I think it's because I don't know how I'm going to feel in a month. I don't know how I'm going to feel when I land there. I might be exhausted. I I might feel overwhelmed. So I can't – I have a hard time uh, planning trips. I, I would say, like, anything that falls under the executive
0: function bucket is just down the toilet when you're breathing. Like, concentration, memory, like, connecting dots, like, simple mathematics. Like, if I have to do addition of, like, seven plus four, it, like, takes me four times as long as it did before. Yes.
1: And also directions. I feel like we are both lost all the time. Oh, my
0: God. Lost all the time. I lose my car in the parking lot. I I lose my car in the parking lot so just globally. It's an issue that happens to me so frequently. <laughs> I now have a system, which is that – Whatever parking lot I enter, I park as far to the right as possible at the edge of the parking lot. It does not matter how far away that is from the entrance to the store. But now I know when I leave the store, I just turn right, and then my car will be at the end.
1: That is really smart. And now I don't lose my really car smart. Now I don't lose it anymore. What? That's brilliant. <laughs> I'm very impressed by that. Um, another thing now that I can't do now is um, shave my legs, tweeze my eyebrows, and um, paint my toenails. <laughs> those are all things that i would put as like extra personal maintenance it's like i can handle the basic teeth brushing washing hair deodorant but i cannot do anything extra my legs always need to be shaved my toenails are never painted white and i always have a unibrow
0: (laughs) i look great (laughs) i am so jealous of you that you can let that stuff slide because i have to go out and impress men
1: right good point good point I said, actually, this is a funny side story. I took off my engagement ring because my hands were swollen. And I put it in the safe deposit box. I told my husband. I told my husband. I was like, why aren't men hitting on me? I'm not wearing an engagement ring. I was like, everywhere I go, I expect them to be hitting on me, and no one is talking to me. And then I remember that I am pregnant, and I look insane because everything – my hair, everything is just bad. <laughs> uh, My husband thought that was funny. Okay, what's another thing?
0: I I sleep so much now. So much. I get in bed at 7, 7.30 p.m. Sometimes I don't sleep right away, but I, I, just, I need to be in bed. I, I need to be laying down. I need to be on the sofa. I spend a lot of time resting, and that feels... Like a little bit embarrassing sometimes, like just how much rest I need and how much alone time I need. I'm, I've always been an introvert, I need to be alone, but now I like more than ever have to set such strict boundaries for myself about how much time I spend on other people and then also how much time I spend exerting myself in any way.
1: Well, last night I was talking to my husband about date night ideas, and we were saying how we're so limited because it can't be anything after 8 p.m. because I'm too tired. It can't be anything where we're trapped, like a concert or a movie. you we have to be somewhere for a set period of time, what if one of us is overwhelmed or exhausted? Like, just what if one of us needs a mental break and we're stuck in a show or on a boat? So we don't we don't do things where we're stuck anymore. Um, it has to be something that's not complete sensory overload because our brains just can't handle sensory overload things. So nothing with flashing lights or dancers everywhere. Just really. We ended up going to play pool last night because it was quiet, and we went at 630. So, <laughs> so it was just us and a table of old men, and it was perfect. Um, someone I saw on Instagram explained it like this. You can handle what's on your plate, but the difference is it used to be a dinner plate size, and now it's a dessert plate size. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I can handle is just so much less. And I am the type of person who's go, I used to be, go, 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 go. The idea that I'm sitting here on a Sunday afternoon with you and I'm not out and about is very unusual for me. But I get exhausted by 2 p.m. If I do more than, you know, a few things on Sunday morning, I, I'm just so drained mentally and in, like, just incapable. The only way I can explain it is my brain feels like it just ran a marathon because I went yes. to Target this morning and I went out to coffee. Yes. Yep. And now I need to rest for a few hours. And then maybe, you know, I'll be able to see a friend this evening. But I just, I went from being able to do 15 things a day to being able to do three. Being in grief is exhausting.
0: Being traumatized is exhausting. Being anxious is exhausting. All of those things take up so much energy. So when I'm able to recognize like just how much energy my poor brain is spending doing all that stuff, it makes a lot of sense. But I'm not going to lie. I do have a lot of judgment for myself sometimes.
1: Well, I was with my mom in Yosemite and I was just having a really bad, horrible day. And my mom was like, let's go look at the mountains. We don't have to go for a hike. Let's go look at the mountains. Do you remember this? I remember I got so upset and I was such a disaster. I think I was like pounding my feet on the floor of the car. I was like, I can't look at mountains. And my mom's like, but looking at mountains is so relaxing. And I was like, No. Every single thing is stimulus, and my brain can't be stimulated anymore. It's already overstimulated. So the fact that there are other people at the mountain is stimulating. The fact that I'm looking at a mountain is stimulating. The fact that it's light outside is stimulating. The fact that there's that I have to be polite, I can't just sob on the floor in front of all these strangers, is stimulating. I can't do it. She's like, well, what do you want to do, lie in bed with the lights off? And I was like, yes, that's what I need to do. I need to go back to the hotel room and literally lie under the covers with the lights off. And then tomorrow morning, I'll be back to baseline. Even though on the outside I look okay, on the inside, it's too much for my very simple brain. And I think that goes back to why I feel strong because I'm able to now say to anyone, I feel my brain start to going a little fuzzy. Instead of waiting for myself to have a complete meltdown, I'll say, "I, I need to go inside now. I need to go home. No matter what I'm doing, no matter where I am, no matter how much I paid to be there, I will get in the car and go home because I know that my mental health needs it. Yes. I. You guys can't see me, but
0: I was nodding like a mad woman throughout that entire story because when I – I had a really bad period um, for, like, all of October, would you say, Judith? It was, like – Yeah, it was bad. Three or four weeks in a row where I felt – I I was very unwell, and I I spent just hours a day during the day in my bedroom with the blinds drawn as dark as I could make it in my bed because I could not the stimulus of my own apartment was too much. I listened to Taylor Swift's folklore on the entire album on repeat for hours because it was so comforting knowing which song was going to be next and i was in the dark and i just laid there for hours because i'm telling i think you don't understand until you're there just having your eyes open sometimes too much it's too much
1: yeah paint a lot i paint every day pretty much because it's stimulating enough that i'm not bored but my brain doesn't have to think there are no rules there's no one's looking in front of me there's no noise It's all, you know, how much I want. I can stop. I can start. I make something. It feels good to be creative. But what I really, really like about it is that it's so quiet. And my brain is concentrating on what I'm doing and not what I'm thinking in my brain. Um. Next up, we have a clip of a realization Judith
0: had that I love about the fact that even though our sons died, you know all the parenting that we did for them while they were alive. All the parenting we did for them while they were alive was not in vain. This was recorded uh, back in the stuff episode. That's called. This episode is stuffed.
1: Okay, so I'm here. I want to tell you a. I want to tell you something. Okay. That I discussed with my therapist today. Um. So today we discussed how I was feeling getting all these medical reports from, you know, we were about Aiden's death and his life and his everything, you know?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so we were talking about it, and I told her the exact same feeling that I shared with you about how discouraging it is to, like, know that he had a bris and he had a, you know, he had all these things. And, like, for what? What was the purpose in that? You know, the in the end, it didn't matter that I – did all these things and got his like tongue tied and whatever, because in the end it didn't matter because in the end he died. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I told my therapist this and my therapist said, Judith, you know, you're thinking about it from your perspective, but why don't you think about it from Aiden's perspective? And she's like, from Aiden's perspective, he needed all of those things. Like, he, to have the best life he could in the short time, he needed the tongue thing to be caught. And he so needed his vaccines. And he needed, needed his, his... vaccines. Yes. She's like, he needed his vaccines. And she's like, think of all those experiences you gave him. You gave him the experience of going to a doctor's office. You gave him the experience of going, getting learning how to sleep got him the, like you're thinking about it from your perspective and you're like oh yeah I wish he would have had a whole lifetime to benefit from sleep training but from his perspective that's exactly what he needed in that time
0: mm-hmm. I love that that's a nice way to think about it
1: I know she was like the fact that he waited four hours in a doctor's office for you is annoying but for him it's cool he went to a doctor's office
0: yeah he got to look at some new walls
1: okay so I thought that made me feel better
0: yeah I love that Judith called me last night and you were pretty upset feeling like it was all for naught. And I know I've had that feeling before too. Yeah, yeah.
1: Just because I remembered, I remembered I waited four hours in the stupid office and then in the end, I, it doesn't even matter. Anyway, so that was my perspective. How are you?
0: I'm good. I'm tired. I, <clears throat> today is the day I have off of work, um, cause I'm doing this part-time work, um, through January. And this is my first Wednesday off that I didn't have other shit to do. So I decided to make it a grief day, an actual grief day. So I kind of, like, made myself cry. I went and I watched the memorial video, and um, I felt really sad. But, like, you know, good sad, not, like, distressed, just sad. Um, And then I took a little nap. And now I'm awake and we're recording a
1: podcast. And today is a topic that I really am excited to talk about because I think there's a lot to say. So today we're talking, how would, what would you call it? Today we're talking about stuff. Yeah. Your
0: baby's stuff. Also, this is, this is as long as I'm living. Oh, this is as long as
1: I'm living. And also I'm not using my um, microphone. Should I turn it on quickly?
0: I don't know. You sound fine.
1: Okay, Um, today we're talking about our loved one's stuff. The stuff. The stuff. All the stuff. Do you think it's better to say stuff or like belongings or... I don't
0: think babies have belongings.
1: Right. They're blobby. stuff works.
0: Yeah, it's their stuff.
1: It's their stuff. The last
0: clip I'm going to pop in here is one that I will call, We are the queens of prison. (laughs) This is something that Judith said to me that I thought was really sweet. Um, this, she sent this to me as a voice memo after we recorded the into the planets episode, which was one where I was having a hard time asking for help. So this one's a pretty cute, little, sweet little message that she sent to me. Um, enjoy.
2: Okay. I want to share an idea with you. Cause I've been doing this um, Megan divine journal thing. And she talks about like saying no. And I think, when we were talking about earlier today why it feels so shitty to ask for help, I think this is it. I think the reality is that we don't want to do any of this. Like, I don't, I might be doing it well and gracefully, but it's kind of like being, like, the queen of a prison. You know what I mean? Like, who wants to be the queen of the prison? So it's, like, great that I'm doing well, but I don't want this. So, like, to ask friends, for like, for help when you don't even want it. It feels shitty. And then you have to say thank you for something you don't even want. You don't want to have to ask for help. I don't want to do any of this. Like, I don't want to choose my son's grave. I don't want to have to do a eulogy. I don't want to have to celebrate the one-year anniversary of their death. I don't, I don't want to have to teach people how to grieve. I don't want to even have a podcast. I mean, I love having a podcast with you, but I don't want to do that. I don't want any of this. And so it just feels like it sucks to have to, like, pull favors for something you don't even want and i think that's why it feels so shitty to ask for help okay i hope you're sleeping
0: okay guys hope you enjoyed this kind of weird episode this is all stuff we've been wanting to release to you and kept thinking oh maybe we'll talk about it again in a later episode but i just figured let's get it out of the archives off the cutting room floor and send it out to our listeners who are absolutely amazing. We love you guys so much. Um, And you know, this is going to be released on January 17th. And so tomorrow as you're listening to this will be the anniversary of Quinn's death. So if you could just think about him on that day and maybe light a candle for him or for me and Kaylee, um, that would, that would be very meaningful to me and mean a lot. So Quinn, I miss you terribly every second of the day. Um, I wish you were here.
1: I love you. To all of our wonderful new friends, we want to hear from you. Email us at aslongasimlivingpodcast at gmail.com and follow us on Instagram at aslongasimlivingpodcast. We'll get back to you as soon as our grieving brains allow. Yay!